It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Dr. Roger Marshall, also Senator Roger Marshall, Republican of Kansas, uh, joins me now. Uh, Senator, great to have you on the show, sir. Good morning. Dave, good morning. Glad to be with you. Well, as you can tell, we have passionate listeners. I love Paul. You know, we, we, we engage in the debate here. Uh, but, you know, you and I need to engage in a bit of a debate, too, about what's going on in the Senate. Uh, you know, I, I got to be honest with you, the impeachment issue that's being discussed, I think, is a wash my take on what it is. Just wash it away. It's all politics more than anything else, just like the impeachment or the what I personally call the sham impeachment of the president in the House the second time. But your take on the talk of impeachment and the trial in the Senate. Right. Well, well, Dave, I, I think, uh, you know, President Biden spoke yesterday about uniting and, and working together. And I think number one is if we go forward with some type of an impeachment trial, it's just going to keep raising the temperature and raising the temperature. I happen to think that it's unconstitutional to do an impeachment trial of a president after he's left office. If you look at the Constitution six times, it talks about impeachment. It always talks about an incumbent president, a person that was uh, the person that's in office. Right. So I think that that it's unconstitutional. I think it's going to raise the temperature. And Dave, I don't remember how old you are, but I was a little boy, 14 years of age when President Nixon resigned. And Though Gerald Ford got a lot of heat about it, uh, that we moved on really quickly. Actually, pardoned the, uh, President Nixon, and it was good for the country to move forward. And that's what I'm about today: is let's move forward, um, let's work together. There's plenty of problems out there. Let's stay focused on getting vaccinations in people's arms and getting the economy going again. Right. By the way, there's no plan for the vaccination. If you were to read the stories in the media that I was talking about in my monologue. Was no plan at all. Absolutely no plan, except for the plan the vice president and I have laid out for the country throughout the last several months. And uh, we'll put that aside for the moment. But let's go to the Senate now. Uh, Clearly a new situation in modern times. Uh, Literally, uh, Senator McConnell and Senator Schumer have switched seats. The vice president, Kamala Harris, will now play a a role that we have not seen a vice president play maybe as many times as I think we expect to see this or could see this. So how does the Senate function now and how do the Republicans, if they can, hold back some of the left wing agenda that is being pushed? Well, this is why the, the filibuster is so important. And, you know, it's, it was foolish for us to think that we would always hold a, a, a majority in the Senate. We knew we wouldn't always. And so thank goodness we have the filibuster right now that for most work, it takes 60 votes to get anything done in the Senate side. Uh, you know, the, the challenge will be is since they are in the majority, they're going to hold the gavel. They'll determine what goes through committee and they're going to determine what goes on the, the floor to be voted upon. So we've got to uh, dig in, work harder, and, um, and, and make sure that, that we're pointing out exactly just not what the Democrats are saying, but what they're doing. You know, President Biden spoke yesterday about, a, you know, about unity, but yet he walks out and, and does 15 executive orders that many Republicans, conservatives would be concerned about. So um, thank goodness for the filibuster. 
Well, you can be concerned about them. You can have the filibuster, but eventually you stop filibustering, and then they cast the vote. So one of the concerns that I know the Patriot audience and the 75 million or so Americans who voted for President Trump and the America First agenda, uh, what concerns them is many Republicans, and some, maybe not many, but some Republicans who will switch and vote with the Democrats. So how are we, how are our concerns out here going to be held by the Republicans? Well, I, I think that the constituents of that particular state need to keep voicing their opinions loud and strongly to, to their, their senators and telling them to stand, stand strong. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that's, that's the, the beauty of America is that we do get to keep having a voice. So we're going to, um, you know, we, we are having some challenges within the Republican Party, but we're a family and we're going to be stronger uh, by, by having these arguments and, and discussions. But I, I absolutely I have faith in, in, in Mitch McConnell and the leadership that they're going to be standing up and still fighting for conservative values. and the well, well, But fighting requires play. winning. And I understand that the Democrats now have the control that DePaul's. You know, understandable concerns right before you came on this show. But you have other senators, Mitt Romney, who has gone against the president, Lisa Murkowski, who has gone against the president, Susan Collins and others. And you have Washington Rule 3, which is always take revenge when it's your turn. And many of them took revenge against the president in disagreement rather than side with the Republican Party. And there were others that did as well, Ben Sass of Nebraska. So now we're to expect that if the problem was Trump, they're going to suddenly stand as Republicans, as a unified caucus against the Democrats. I got to tell you, this is why people are concerned, Senator. I, I, I get it. And, um, you know, those are the people that those states elected to, to, to come up here and they need to hold them accountable. Uh, there'll be a uh, I'm, goodness. I don't know, 15, 20, I think over 20 Republican senators up for reelection. And some of them are going to get primaried uh, as, as well. So that's all I can, can say is I still think this, this new the four freshman senators that came in, uh, I would describe this as, as very conservative, uh, very much supporting President Trump's policy. We're the, the new wave. Uh, uh, coming in here, and we'll be standing standing tall. We stood we stood tall beside the president uh, through through the the last you know challenges, and we'll keep standing beside him his policies as well going forward. Well, we we will see how this plays out uh, in due time. But a lot of these proposals being put forward are contrary to the agenda. You know, your points about the filibuster, fairly well taken, uh, the debate there. But this is a time for Republicans to stand unified, even at times in disagreement and not apply this all or nothing, either it's my way or everything else goes out approach. Uh, the Reagan rules need to come back for the Republican caucus, for the Republican Republicans in the Senate. You know, the, of course, President Reagan said, uh, you know, don't speak ill will of your fellow Republican. Um, I can certainly uh, appreciate that. You know, I think that one thing we can do is figure out where can we make some progress. We need to prioritize. So prioritize getting the COVID vaccinations, prioritize getting the economy going again. But a huge priority for Kansans is freedom of speech. And I think whether you're a liberal, a conservative, a moderate, that that's something that we can all unite and is very important to us. So I think we got to pick our fights to some extent as well 
and prioritize some of the things that we think is important. Well, we will uh, be watching carefully, Senator. As you know, there are many challenges facing the country still. and we will see how things play out. Unfortunately, uh, for two years, I believe, or maybe not unfortunately, but realistically, for two years, uh, this is going to be a very tumultuous time in the Congress. It, it is. And I was you know, listening to your last you know, speaker. And the thing I love about America and why we love American football, and by the way, go Chiefs this weekend, is that you can get knocked on your butt, but get back up the same play and do something. So, you know, we got knocked on our tail in Georgia. We lost uh, control of the Senate. We closed the gap in the House. But what are we going to do now? I can't change the score. We lost some games. We won some games. But I'm going to get back up and work even harder and, and lead. And, we, and I appreciate your show. I appreciate your, your listeners as well. Um, so I, I'm going to remain optimistic, but you're right. we got two tough years ahead of us, but it's time to turn the page. It's time to move forward. And in two years, that Georgia seat's up again. We need a strong, we need strong candidates, and we need people to get out and vote. There you All go. All right. Well, before we wrap here, Senator, let's change to Dr. Roger Marshall for the moment. Yeah. Uh, as, as a physician, when you look at what we're dealing with, with COVID, with families, with other concerns, and physicians don't just treat what's the visible wound, but they are always concerned, as I know them, about the patient's hidden wounds or hidden issues that come along with that. When you look at where we are now with covid is it time to get this country reopened? Risk is included, but get this country reopened from a physician's point of view. You know, absolutely. That more, more people have died or going to die from the side effects of the disease, from, from shutting down the, the, the economy, shutting down the country, mental illness, suicides, drug abuse, substance abuse, all those things are going way up. People that, you know, have missed their colonoscopy, missed their mammogram. You know, I could really talk for 20, 30 minutes about the the people that have died by shutting things down. Uh, Regardless, I'm so optimistic that we can get this vaccine in people. Things are finally ramping up, that we're hitting our numbers. I think we're up to 36 million vaccinations out the door at the federal government. We should be able to get a million vaccinations out the door every day now. Uh, We need to hand things over to local community pharmacists, health departments, let those people that have been doing vaccinations for years get the vaccines in, in people's arms. Uh, senior citizens represent over half the admissions uh, because of COVID and 80% of the mortality. There's 500,000, uh, let me think about that, um, senior citizens in Kansas that we need to get vaccinated. So we can do that. It's very doable by the 1st of April. If we don't have our senior citizens vaccinated by the 1st of April, then our, then our administration and our governors have not done their job. So you're, you're right. Very concerned about, about this. My parents back home have been basically locked in, uh, in their home for over a year now. Um, their mental health, you know, they're, they're strong people. But, but uh, we got a grand, I have a, child, a grandchild due here ne- next week. And they want to hold that baby, but they're not going to be able to. So we've got to, we've got to, get, we've got to turn the page here. Senator, and I think we'll be having many conversations uh, in your capacity as a physician as well in the time to come. But uh, Senator Roger Marshall, Republican of Kansas, thank you. Yeah. You bet, David. Thanks for having me on. Have a great week.
Thank you. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.